It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. latest listeners. Um, I'm just cutting in here just before we start the episode proper. I feel like since this is a very, very recent release, I should come right out and say before we start the review that this is going to be full spoilers. Um, we didn't mention that into the episode until after we gave some spoilers, so just fair warning. Um, definitely see the movie before you listen to this, and I will spoil um, me and Isaac. Both definitely endorse you going to see it, so go check it out and hope you enjoy the review. Caleb, what did you think of Bell? Bell. Well, I can say this, and uh, this should this should be some indication of what I think. Mm-hmm. But since I've left the theater, I've listened to the soundtrack, not all the way through, but individual songs, probably in the twenty to thirty time range. Wow! I gotta check this if this is on freaking title or not. Yeah, a million miles away. I've listened to now be. English version or English version? Okay, because I've listened to both of all the songs. Okay, but the English one is the one I keep going back. That's to. That's me sounding a little prejudiced. My bad. Not prejudiced, but um, holy crap, it's right there. Oh my goodness, I got. I'm adding that. I both of them are pretty, but I just feel like there's a certain level of impact with the American one, perhaps because I can hear, understand the lyrics, but also because the singer is really powerful. Yeah, it's fair. And so I've. Yeah, I really, really enjoy those songs. Gale of Songs, I think, is a beautiful piece of music. Um, what did I think of the plots? <laughs> I knew you were going to go. So me and Brianna went to go see it. Just the two of us in the theater, sitting right in the front. You know, uh, gorgeous cinematography, beautiful music. The plot, numerous times throughout the movie we just burst into laughter and looked over each other and we were like, what the fuck? And we started talking about like, like really, this is what we're doing? Like, I didn't realize this can be a Beauty and the Beast story and with this weird superhero angle mixed in there and uh, what, what? And then we get to the final kind of uh, them being detectives and <laughs> that stuff I thought was just really comically strange. And this director... I remember feeling some of this kind of weirdness with um, The Girl Who Left Through Time, where there was a couple moments where I was just scratching my head, like, uh, like I, some of this is just not tracking quite right. But it really was just a gorgeous visual experience, and I love the music. So, you know, that's something. But a lot of the plot was super weird to me. 
<laughs> what would you think? Well, so he saw the dub, I saw the sub. Yes. And Unintentionally on my part, I didn't realize I was seeing that's, the dub. That's fair. Um, we initially wanted to go, well, he, he asked if I wanted to go see it with him, but I was busy that night. I'm kind of going to tell you, but I was at the gym again. But I still meant, I still managed to see it after I was at the gym. Uh, so we still kind of saw it. We just didn't see it with each other, but that's fine. Um, and like, maybe it was just the sub, but like the, the plot just made sense to me. I was, I was in on the plot. Um, I think it just may have just been the translation. Uh, that, that could very well be, there was a lot of really silly lines. I'll ask you this, if this was in your cut, go ahead. So they do their weird little, um, like, I mean, one, the fact that our, cause we, we, we cut through the movie a lot seeing all these random like people and it's all about like social media and there's this one kid because like i mentioned there's a beauty and the beast angle this one kid's like the beast is my hero and he has this like dead look i don't know if he sounded that way in your version but in mind he sounded like he was in a dream all the time like oh i love the beast you mean the brother the brother and so at one point they're like oh we need to figure out where's the beast what what and they they're like they have all these different pages open and they minimize them all like oh we hear a song that only the beast would know and as we minimize all the songs we get to this kid sitting in a room live streaming with no views just going like la 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 like the most deadpan voice (laughs) and then uh and then the dad comes in and ends up like you know potentially being abusive and all this stuff and from this little one clip they manage to like isolate sounds and images out a window and figure out almost exactly where they are and these women they take our lead character to a train station she gets on the train and they're like oh she should be okay on her own they literally say i was like wait what <laughs> what you what she's gonna be okay there's on her a own? lot of bystander syndrome in this movie like there's a lot of like where where, where bystanders are are idiots Let's send this teenage girl literally to go intervene in this abuse situation. I love also they say, call the cops. Oh, the cops won't come for 48 hours. Okay, that's actually like, a, what? A par- what? That's apparently a thing that's over in Japan. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, th- I think. I'm, I'm pretty, I don't think he's making things up here to force drama. Anyway, she gets there, and she's wandering through random streets. She's like, where are they? Where are spoilers, they? by the way, for the ending. <laughs> Complete spoilers, yes. It's like, where are they? Where are they? Next thing you know, they're in the streets, and then she's like, oh, there you are. And I was like, okay, things are just happening in this movie at this point. Like, I don't even know if I should be thinking about the plot necessarily anymore. And then we get that whole thing where, like, the dad's getting all pissed off and scratches her face. He's like, I'm going to punch you up. And then he just falls on the ground and, like, becomes, like, terrified and runs away. And I was like, okay, like, I get what they're doing emotionally speaking, but this is so contrived, it, it was... I mean, it had me and Brianna both laughing at the movie in the theater. That's funny. So <laughs> that is very interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it's a, it's more contrived than uh, what was it called? It's certainly more contrived than uh, Tokyo Godfathers was, eh? Oh yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, nothing like like that. <laughs> and that movie is runs on coincidence, coincidences, and that's the point. Like that. That's, that's yeah. That's the point of that movie. Whereas this one, you felt was. I could feel that too at the ending, but like I was just so emotional. It's only because all of a sudden, like we've had Suzu uh, this whole time. You know, she's been 
very melancholic and very like introspective um, mm-hmm. uh, about like especially still grasping with the death of her mother and then all of a sudden it turns into like an abuse story um, with uh, whatever his name with the beast character or the, the, the real the real person behind the beast and like what he does with the kid and I don't know whether the kid's on the spectrum he's deaf or he's blind uh, he's one of those three like his little brother I mean mm-hmm. but I don't know what it was but I I wondered I just man alive I, I, I was emotionally invested in that I was probably drinking the Kool-Aid because like it just it showed up out of nowhere it, it, I was not expecting <laughs> that and like I was into it of like what my heart sank uh, when I saw that, especially like when she goes and protects the guy, the, the boys from him, and then again, I thought his like his nail, like he just gave her a little scratch. Now nah, his finger actually dug into her. I'm like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. I I couldn't do that at all. Like this, this this woman has more courage than I ever would. That's all I'm gonna say. Perfect Green Lantern candidate and or the uh, power of Shazam. That's all I'm gonna say. And I did read some reviews afterwards, and I saw people very much echoing what you're saying. So, again, it could very well be that the dub just didn't sell it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, did they say it was the sub they watched? Um, No, the reviews that I read didn't mention the sub or the dub. Okay, if they just saw the movie. And they did even mention in the reviews, they were like, now, if you really think about some of these elements, you can see through the cracks in the script and yeah. how contrived this is. But they were like, but if you go with the story emotionally speaking, it's extremely satisfying oh, to see. Oh, it certainly is. Yeah, and me, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I wasn't there in that scene, so <laughs> I was more thinking like, uh, what's going on? Now? I almost, I almost joked during the movie is like, is the movie gonna somehow end with like a big song number <laughs> to save the day, and it almost does. I'm just like, oh my goodness, it, it sort of does. Oh, the gorgeous song. Yeah. Love, love that song. Oh, man. Like, this is, so up front, this is not winning an Academy Award. Like, this is, this is not going, once, once again, just like, um, what was it? The Wind Rises. Um, it's not going to win an Academy mm. Award. It's going to be nominated, but it's not going to win an Academy Award. Um, that's because of Encanto. Encanto is the Frozen of this year, and there is just no way, like, like, People will riot. Uh, I would be shocked if it won the American Academy Award uh, this yeah, year no. for Best Animated Film. I, one, I hope it gets nominated, but like... Encanto? No, um... Oh, uh, Bell. Bell, sorry, Bell. <laughs> I haven't seen Encanto. Now, <laughs> am I not seeing Encanto because of the hype? No. I just have yet to see Encanto. Are you, uh... Are you interested? Um... I should probably wait for the hype to end down, but like, I no, I think I should see it. I, but here's the thing: I still haven't seen other Disney films, so I gotta get make my way through all those first before I like. I still gotta see Raya and the Last Dragon, mm. and then I and then several Pixar movies, and then I could go see Canto. So it's mostly like laziness and not so much. Oh, it's it's popular right now, so that means I can't watch it. But that's that'd be hypocritical. I'd, I'd be going against what I said when I was watching Frozen which I absolutely loved but also understood why it was overhyped it's like it's just a good movie yeah and I'll say this uh, I've watched a lot of musicals this year um, wait seriously I've seen almost all the ones that or last year sorry <laughs> I always forget I saw almost all the ones that came out last year yes you did 
Um, More than I did. Encanto. Encanto um, was one of a few that, even though I enjoyed watching the movie and thought the, you know, visual spectacle was really pretty, I never once went and sought out the soundtrack after I was over. None of the music for me had any impact at all. I didn't think that any of it was um, vocally impressive. I find a lot of Lin-Manuel Miranda's music to be um, not well-suited to musicals. They sound more like radio hits. And a lot of them, for me, have like weird rhythms and patterns that just, for me, I find off-putting. So so I just didn't, I didn't particularly care for the music in Encanto versus Belle, which I absolutely love the music to. I thought it was some really gorgeous compositions with a wonderful uh, performer singing them, the actress who did the English dub. And the Japanese one also had some really pretty uh, vocalist, vocalizations as well. Yeah, Sorry. once it once you when you always suspect like you know how away we're getting from music, and that's a whole other thing of like how now this faith in music restored of like you know how we're we're letting machines. Okay, yes, music is we're, we sing from the voice, but we also use instruments. I just mean we use electronic machines. Pardon me, um, to basically create music. In a, in a world of that, and there was some, that's not even to say that there weren't electronic music in this film. Like, it perfectly suits it because it's in the internet. But like, in a world where it's like, we still need, uh, where, where there's just music machines that are running things, and there shouldn't be humans making anymore. It's just wonderful to hear uh, a simple piano theme sometimes. Mm-hmm. And to have someone who's, you know, a classically trained singer. Oh, you listen yes. to an Encanto or a lot of modern musicals, especially Disney ones, and they hire people more for their name recognition rather than their skills as singers. Been doing it since like, oh, which which movie? Oh, I've been doing it for a long time. And I've definitely seen people criticize that perspective, being like, "Oh, how could you attack like these movies when you know they're it's not about trying to get in." fantastic singers it's about having a a good ensemble cast you don't want to bland actor who you just hire for the voice i I understand that perspective as well but you could feel it in encanto that these weren't you know necessarily singers who are singing the the music whereas you go to something like bell and you can just feel the power behind her voice as she's singing like she hits absolutely nails everything yeah it's in the english it's both uh it's both the acting and she's both acting and singing which is what you want yeah, and she's fine in the, the acting role. I didn't think she was bad, but it was nothing standout. It was more the singing that really made the impact. That was, that was the thing. Like, the singing was... Like, yeah, in the Japanese, you could... Again, I can't tell all the inflections and the little bits of personality with her just because I don't speak Japanese, so I don't understand how the language works. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume... I'm going to assume she was a good actor. Like, I... I I'd, highly doubt that like because there obviously is bad acting in any language so I, I highly doubt that they got like a bad actor um, but they certainly knew what he was, she was doing and yeah they probably did go for her voice over her uh, her acting perhaps yeah and just to highlight some bad acting in the English dub oh boy the guy who played the uh, the not boyfriend Shinobu I think it was yes well yeah the childhood friend who may will yeah, they or won't potentially. they yeah exactly yeah, that guy, the flattest, just blandest delivery, and he would constantly like say her name, and it was just like complete Suzu. deadpan. And then he would call after her as she was running away. Suzu. 
and it was just so embarrassing. There was multiple lines that I feel like were supposed to be impactful that he delivers that I was just, that me and my girlfriend just laughing at. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh no. Before going on, I want to bring this up. So, I think I, did I watch, ever watch it? I don't remember. No, I haven't yet. I still keep meaning to. Do you think with, I, I meant to ask you this in Godzilla Earth, but, and you, you, you thought those were ridiculous, right? Like, you thought, like, the, the English dub for that was absolutely ridiculous, correct? Oh, yes. Yes. Are they trying? Are they trying to emulate? Like, actively trying to emulate the feeling of, like, original Godzilla dubs? Of how, like, nonsensical they were? Do you know what I mean? No. It's, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's comparable to that, no. Okay, because, like, like, they're intentionally trying to mimic that of just, like, oh, it's badly dubbed. Like, it's, it's not well dubbed or anything like that. Like, are they trying to mimic that? So it's, like, trying to make a like a, they're, they're intentionally trying to make it bad sounding. No, no, it. I get the sense when I watch that version. One, I think the lead character, he's got like three modes that he delivers his lines in, and he just, it's just repetition constantly. And sometimes he even I feel like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna use this voice when he should have used the other one. So it's like just awkward his deliveries. And then some of the other actors, I feel like, are video game voiceover actors. <laughs> And they give the same kind of expos- expository, like, video game deliveries. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff riddled throughout that Godzilla anime. I mean, to be fair, like, that could be the same thing in the Japanese dub, for pit sakes. Um, it could very well be. Yeah, I just, I don't notice it. And I think the uh, the lead actor um, has a lot of really uh, strong inflections and really carries dramatic weight of course and for pit six we're talking about a movie that is heavily like reliant on exposition yes or movies excuse me that are like so what do you expect but you need someone who can keep you interested during those scenes and if you just have someone droning on it's like uh but again like when we're watching the the, the sub we're reading subtitles so yeah. maybe yeah they're not even doing a good job keeping us interested but who knows <laughs> well i mean I I try to hear the emotion in their voice beyond just um, beyond language. I think that's how I think I think that's another way of of speaking to each other. Communication is key. Is is yeah. emotion reading yeah. reading emotions, uh, not just sign language, but reading emotions is a, I think an important language that we need to all learn. But um, where's I going with this? Do you think that's also the script for Godzilla Earth? Uh, they need to like. Yeah. better localize it perhaps uh, uh, or maybe I'm just wrong on that. I mean okay I, I'm not saying I, I'm doing a bad yeah, it's job hard here. to localize it's, it's such a but but a lot, some people aren't bothered in the same way they prefer the, that those dubs they just find them easier to follow and they oh, can, yeah like, oh, I can ignore some of the bad acting so you know they, they serve their purpose yeah and um but back to Bell yes um, back to Bell sorry I really do think the the highlight of the movie is one the music and two, uh, yeah. just gorgeous, lush um, art. I love, I mean, the the kind of, you know, not you part of the world, <laughs> when we're just in the regular world. Reality. A lot of that feels very similar to something like uh, The Girl Left Through Time. Which, you know, being... <laughs> yeah, I think the director just really captures, like, a really kind of peaceful element of just that kind of area in Japan. I'm not sure where it, where it takes place. Uh, yeah. No, it's like a rural area. Yeah, just more of the rural life and 
that one, that one also stars a teenage girl. I think he has a fun sense of the kind of angst of being a teenager. Some of it goes a little bit too far. Like there's that kayaking friend. I love who, that boy. That that dude's awesome. I like man. him too, but I thought that the extended kind of sequence where he reveals or discovers a romance between another female character. Oh, that was such a good scene. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Okay, again, I'm, for, speaking from the dub, I love that scene. I guess I was just emotionally invested in it. Like, awkward as all heck, but like, and it's also funny they do that right before, like, the big drama happens. Like, I, I kind of figured, I was like, okay, they're doing this intentionally for something, and I was right. They then do, like, the, the abusive scene afterwards, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see why that was there. Like, that was necessary for... Um, emotion, the emotional story, excuse me. Yeah, I enjoyed the awkwardness at first. I just thought it went too long. Like, I think he went in and out of the scene like three times, and one of the times he like stayed out of it for a really long time and then crept back in slowly. And I was like, ah, this is just going a little bit too much. It's pushing my forced humor buttons a little bit too much. But but... Maybe it is just like bias because uh, it's a different language. Whereas, like, in English, I probably would cringe so hard. Be like, oh, this is so awkward. I can't take this. Yeah, I, I just thought they maybe pushed a little bit too far there. But but either way, I, I think a lot of that, just the uh, visual aesthetic and kind of the more relaxed element of that regular world is really well captured. Oh, it was good. It was a really good contrast. I was, I was about to say, especially well contrasted against the extremely vibrant world of you. Even the animation style is different in that world and just... There's a lot more CGI integration going on, but reasonably done CGI integration. I thought it was brilliant that they had all the real world stuff hand drawn. Probably some CGI in the background, of course, but like mostly hand drawn, and then everything in the in you was basically digital uh, and computer generated. Hmm. Like that was brilliant on their part. And Belle herself is a gorgeous uh piece of animation and gorgeous and goddamn super attractive <laughs> which is so weird to say about animation but i was like oh man she's gorgeous <laughs> but there you go you're finally like this okay this this doesn't look uncanny this looks like it were i mean obviously it's not polygon but man alive yeah i know i know what you mean there's still a filter there's still like almost a hand-drawn filter over bell herself mm-hmm. or at least suzu's avatar excuse me they're one of the same suzu literally means bell in yeah. japanese so it's the same thing yeah and um I love the different outfits that she has. Oh my goodness, yes. The way her performances go. And the things with the whales and their big speakers on their back. That, I just I was in love with that image. I was just like, that is that is animation right there that I wish I could see more of. Which you can if you yeah. if I watch other stuff like this. It's not hard to find, so I'm ignorant for that saying that. But like, just, again... So, so, like they just totally think outside the box like I just I love or at least they think differently than, than we do over here in North America they just the J- Japanese is like just do something else man they're on another level with that kind of stuff it reminded me of um, I haven't seen it in a long time but it reminded me of in Fantasia 2000 where it says whale, the whales just start like they just fly through the sky I was just like that reminds me of that um, and what else was there oh, I had something for that I think we're going to be talking about whales and angels' egg. I oh my think. goodness, nice. If whales are just fish. I can't remember, but that's a huge element of that movie. But Mammals. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, not for, them, not for fish, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what was... Oh crap, I lost my train of thought. Of like, where was I, where was I going with this? Whales, whale of a tail. Uh, um, 
Fantasia or Fantasia back before that. The Japanese just do it different Japanese with that kind of stuff. Different. There's that. No, it wasn't that. The cultural element of Wales mixed with Japan. I don't know if you're going there. <laughs> I don't know if it was that. It was just... Um, <laughs> maybe I'll figure it out what it was. But I was surprised. I was I was very surprised that the movie didn't do the whole like she started like like it didn't focus on her. Like she's the first. I love the fact that the first thing she does is she sings. Like she, she oh. could not give a flying f- uh, of any. Like there's no cultural. There's no boundaries. She's just like she's traumatized because of her mom uh, passing or being killed, and she can't. She physically can't sing anymore. And the first thing she does is sing. That's contrasting that to when like in Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. Excuse me. When like Sully first. Uh, is in you know his his Navi uh, clone or whatever they'll call it Avatar I guess um, he walks I know people probably think that's sappy and that, that has nothing to do with it. I just was, I remember I'd seen him oh, like yeah. that. that's no that's a good scene it's that moment of yeah feeling trapped by either grief or a physical disability and then having that freedom yeah no I I think it's a beautiful moment yeah and I love that I love that she's like this kind of shy like diminutive character. But the moment she has the chance to kind of let herself be free, everyone notices her and appreciates her. But oh, that was a great little message. And then there. I love even more that, and this is how I would react as well. So that, that, again, that's why I like this movie a lot because the main character reminds me of myself. Um, she <laughs> is completely taken aback by the popularity she has. <laughs> yeah, horrified, absolutely horrified. She is completely like take like it does not go to her head. It goes to her friend's head, but it doesn't go to her head. <laughs> Anytime she sees anyone listening to her music, she just screams and hides like, oh, I can't be seen. Oh, God. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's very funny. Very enjoyable. <laughs> All that and I'm, I love the fact that we have uh, her. She has a friend who's a lot more outward, sort of, um, and, who, and who does like take is is, is kind of playing with her, her fame. I, I love that, but not for Never in a in a uh, what would you call it? Never in a uh, negative, not negative, malicious uh, intent. Uh, she's very hmm. mischievous, but she's never like does anything malicious. I love that about her friend. Yeah, she also some of the humor I thought would was just a little bit played too hard, but but not too bad. I really enjoyed the fact that she was like her agent. She's like, okay, I'll take care of like putting together your concerts and stuff. She came up with some great ideas too. Some really beautiful concerts. I was like, hey, this is cool. Yeah, when they went into the big dome, which was huge, by the way. <laughs> Love that. Um, I was so, like, I was getting flashbacks to Goblet of Fire uh, in the beginning when Ooh. they do the the uh, Quidditch World Cup. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I don't know why. I just was like, that's the first thing. Not, funny enough, not the the, <laughs> the one thing that didn't come to me was the Senate in, in, in Phantom Menace. Oh, I'm so stupid. The other thing that came to me because it's like a dome with all the walls are people's like TVs to watch. Yep. It just made me think of WWE during the pandemic <laughs> when the audience was just TV screens to flash in the back. Oh, <laughs> golly, that's fair. But then, yeah, the Beast shows up, and I was like, okay, what's, what's going on here? Who's this? Uh... And then the movie, yeah, the movie went in a different direction. And it's funny, uh, when I told Michaela, I was like, oh, there's this movie I want to see called Bell. She was like, oh, is it like a Beauty and the Beast reimagining? And I was like, oh, no, it's this anime movie. Turns out, I guess it is a Beauty and the Beast so, yeah. reimagining in some ways. Again, I was expecting 
her to learn the ropes of this world, but we don't do that. She just, we kind of go into this movie, again, almost because the director already made Summer Wars and, and Digimon, whichever one it was, Trainers, I think. So he, by the way, director, he was also supposed to, he was penned to direct Howl's Moving Castle. I don't know if he oh, did that, but that was, but then him and, that's where him and Miyazaki didn't see eye to eye. He just didn't hmm. like, <laughs> I guess he couldn't stand Miyazaki or something like that. He just creatively <laughs> disagreed with each other, but. Um, where was that? Oh, yeah. So then we have, so I, when I read that article, which I still mean to send you about like him and his disagreements with Miyazaki, um, it, it said that it was going to be like based off of, uh, what's it called? Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so no. I, that didn't surprise me. What surprised me, and I kind of had this in the back of my head, I'm like, it would be kind of funny if they like had some iconography from ni- the 1992, three, uh, the, the original movie, excuse me, uh, you know, the it's one that was. 1991, but I'm no, not sure. I think that was Aladdin. I'm pretty sure Aladdin comes out first. Hmm. Um, I'll look it up. Maybe Keep talking. Yeah, I think it was... Little Mermaid, then Aladdin, then Beauty and the Beast because maybe it was maybe reverse Aladdin because they it takes two years. Ninety one. It was ninety one. Okay, I was wrong. So I guess Aladdin comes out afterwards. Um, so yeah, I thought they were gonna. I would be like, yeah, maybe it'd be funny if they went back to ninety one. They, they actually took iconography that I don't think I've ever seen that in a Japanese so film surprised. ever, where they, where, where it's like, not like almost scene for scenes yes. of of like of when um the beast gets angry at her and she runs down the stairs and out of the house except the, all the objects in this case uh shoot her out instead of the other way around um her looking at the rose i believe uh what else was there the wolf attack the dancing and i mean yes the, da- the dancing things, like disappear except and... this time it's fully cgi instead of the original one which was known for actually having like the one of the best CGI usage in 1991, I'd say. Golly, yeah, and the little like the little AIs are kind of like all the other guys. Yeah. Which, by the way, I didn't really understand the purpose of those AIs or how he managed to create them. I was like, oh, they didn't really say this kid was like a tech genius, but I guess we didn't learn much about it. I forget end, so. what it was. I have to go back and watch to find out. I think it was having to do with um, what was it? Something unused. Um. It had to do with his brother, because um, his oh. brother being the angel. Yeah, there's the angel, but there's all those little chicks too. And then yeah. he had like his hidden castle. I was like, how do you do this too? But again, they, it's, it's not necessary. I, I was just, it, I just wondered once we finally got to it. Once I was like, oh, really? This kid? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because I thought it was, uh, it was her childhood friend that was uh, the beast the whole time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I guess that was uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess that's a common thing that everybody was just like, "Oh, I thought it was this," and this. <laughs> it pulled a Disney uh, modern villain nowadays, where it's just like it's the reveal villain. I'm like, oh, it was really this instead of the obvious. Oh yeah, that's fair. What did you think about uh, all the red herrings? <laughs> there was setup with that kid because we did see him like in a um, yeah, montage. It, a, a, yeah, quick. Yeah, montage. Quickie, you miss moment. Um, it was the yeah a lot of red herrings. Yeah, I think it first was introduced when they're talking about like who's this beast, and then they're giving all these people like I hate the beast, screw the beast, he's a big jerk. Yeah, and we see that one who's like the beast is my hero. Yes, his brother. I was like okay, <laughs> and then yeah we see the dad and doing some sort of interview. Where he's like oh yeah my sons you know we're 
We're getting by. Everything's okay after their mom died. And, uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, hmm. Nothing here. I was like, why are we seeing this? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, obviously, I didn't, like, you don't want to rouse too suspicions, too much suspicion. But, like, yeah, every person they interviewed, I kind of figured, like, whether it was, like, the lady uh, who... Oh, what was her, God. What was her deal again? That lady who just... Whose avatar on the U was, was a baby. Um... Then there was the baseball player who had an organ <laughs> transplant, and then it was who was the last one? That was another moment. That was a baseball player. No, no, no. That was the baseball player, but there was one more. Oh, is the artist? The artist. That's right. Yeah, that the cr the cringe. By the way, for some stupid reason, before like the the the, the abuse part, I kept. Um, what is it? I kept playing, like, thinking of Linkin Park in my head of just, like, their, their, their kind of music, their angsty music. <laughs> I just kept thinking like, Marilyn Manson. I, guess, I just kept thinking of, like, crawling in my skin. It's <laughs> so, like, this is, I'm terrible for saying that. And I was like, oh, I can't think about that anymore after the abuse scene. But yeah, anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, when there's that scene, because, yeah, they're like, oh, this, this uh, baseball player, we never see him without his clothes on necessarily and he's always like hiding and being sneaky um and then he finally does his reveal where he sits up and he's like hello i'm this guy there's been all these rumors about me and as he's talking he just like starts taking off his clothes it's another moment that me and brand just start laughing like uh what's going on yeah <laughs> he's like look at my scars <laughs> and i was like uh <laughs> yeah that's so weird obviously that's i don't know if that's something in japan but like you know, obviously here in the mlb um I don't often see that happening where it's just like, oh, he's hiding something. It's like, yeah. um, <laughs> no. Why doesn't he take off his clothes for us more? Yeah, um, <laughs> not often. Like, oh, LeBron James, you should be more shirtless. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and, and again, it, it was definitely a little whiplash-inducing during the movie because I was like, whoa, like suddenly the whole movie's become obsessed with this beast and discovering who the beast is. Yeah. One of our, one of our leads... I guess they got caught up in like the social zeitgeist. So I guess that's fair. There's a lot about social media and yeah, people. It certainly was. The winds change. So <laughs> the winds change. There was a who was it? There was a um, oh yeah, there was a on TV tropes and like either wild mass guessing or one of the pages. People thought that Justin was um, that that character's dad. The, the beast's dad like he was on you and he was like trying to find out the beast like you remember the, the, the Gaston looking um, oh oh XB. yes mm -hmm. and people were speculating I guess people have a thought of like oh maybe Justin was the dad the abusive dad I'm like I I that's no. eh, kind of far-fetched I don't think so yeah he doesn't seem like the type of fellow who would go into uh, you yeah that was a character that who's purpose i didn't fully get except for i mean i get his plot purpose but what he was supposed to mean and some of the dub stuff was a little silly with him and then after uh Bellin masks herself she's like singing and then we see these two girls and they're like oh who cares about her she unmasked herself and i was like uh like what what is that weird line like is that in the japanese one <laughs> um oh like when they go to the audience and then it's just like oh it's just a girl uh and the... yeah they're like oh yeah it's a girl who cares? And the uh, what's her, what's her name that should have probably had more stuff to do. Um, mm. The yep. already existing singer, popular singer who gets upstaged by her. I wish there was more to do with her. Um, yes. I don't know if she's a full on waste. I do like her turn where she like, 
because it's we don't know who it is. Um, we don't know who like who's behind the avatar, but uh, I do I I do like the fact that she I don't know predictably, but she does stand up for Suzu in the end, uh, which is nice at least, and does chide yeah. those those girls out for just like how how like dare you say that. In the American, in the English dub, she says she's a regular girl just like me. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, she says that in something like that in Japanese dub, or in the, yeah, in the, in, the, in the Japanese dub, excuse me. Yeah, I, I definitely wish there was more. To her. There's a number of things that I felt like could have been better developed had we not, you know, spent so much time necessarily on like who's this beast. Some of that stuff, I I felt like it was, you know, maybe undercutting some of the dramatic weight that we've been seeing throughout the movie. Like, she was, like, working, slowly developing her kind of confidence in her relationship with uh, Shinobu. I don't know how to say his name <laughs> right now. And I feel like some of that started to get buried once we got to the beast stuff. And, and then at the end, he kind of just, like, okay, you know, I'm going to step up and kind of take control of this situation. I guess, like, he always did. But, yeah, and then things, she took off, and then, yeah it just got weird again so <laughs> there's a little bit of wonkiness with the plot i thought throughout the movie after uh, the beast was introduced yeah certainly but... not as uh not as straightforward as you would think like they could have they could have like done a lot of straightforward things in this movie but they decided uh to do something different which i guess worked i it's, again it's it, maybe i'm just too emotionally invested in it but i can also see the flaws in what you're talking about yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, wasn't there... It's been a very, very long time since I've seen Beauty and the Beast, not since I was a kid. But early on, wasn't there a thing about masks? Everyone unmasked, or masks off. I feel like there was something like that when, um... Like, maybe the old woman came upon them at, like, a mask party or something? I don't remember. Oh, now. yeah, with the, uh, the Enchantress. Uh, who... Because in the... Right, right at the start of Beauty and the Beast 91, there's... Uh, it was the story like in the stained glass window beautiful sequence uh, mm -hmm. the, she disguised herself as an old lady and um, asked the beast Adam to uh, let her in uh, just to seek shelter from the storm and he denies her because um, he's cold in the heart and so she then reveals that she's actually a uh, beautiful woman or whatnot a beautiful witch or magician, excuse me, and she cast a spell on him to uh, turn into something so hideous that no one would ever love him until, and the curse will be broken until somebody can love him. Oh, okay, so it wasn't like a mask party. I, I just couldn't remember, like, I felt like maybe the whole unmasking thing was maybe another reference, but I, I couldn't remember exactly. I mean, exactly. the masking in this is like the de uh, fake detox, um, but doxing, where, like, you reveal somebody's like real identity online if they uh or what is it yeah uh, was it doxing and ddos attacks that's screwing your server up and then doxing is where like please come in because you, you've been falsely accused of like oh they, they find out your location oh. and then they like phone the police saying like hey this person's assaulting this other person go in there and like guns blazing they're in trouble yeah that one's swatting oh it's Thank you. Yeah, sorry. No, I don't mind terms, so apologies there. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, overall, um, I mean, overall, I think Brianna was like, I liked it visually speaking, and I liked the music, but I just thought it was too silly, and I probably won't watch it again, is what she said. All right. 
And I was like, ah, you know, uh, I can definitely see a lot of flaws in terms of the narrative. Definitely not the tightest script around. It felt like a script that was maybe constantly evolving during the production. I think you can kind of feel some of that in there. But it just as a beautiful like animation with musical elements, I think it stands up as a wonderful and probably must-see movie for people who are animation fans because it is absolutely gorgeous. And if you can see in the theater, definitely uh, definitely get the opportunity while you still can. It's beautiful. Yeah, please do. It's, it's like... It's something else, man. It's... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... it's. It, you could one could certainly say it's the your name and or uh, weathering with you of this year so far. <laughs> I'd say. Actually, I don't even know if it'll go in the uh, Academy Awards this year. I don't know if it got the cutout or not. If that makes sense. Yeah, and it's getting pretty great reviews, I think, across the board. So, I mean, definitely, it's getting some hype, and it's had pretty consistent uh, show times for I think like three weeks now over at the Langley Cineplex. So it's definitely, I think it's like three uh, showings a day. So they're definitely p- pumping it out there, at least. So plenty of opportunity to see it. Yeah, it's getting, you know, it's certainly making the rounds. It's not being silenced by theaters. Uh, instead, like, <laughs> being paid off to, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're here. Play our movie instead of theirs. Yeah, and I feel like me and you sometimes see some animes that don't necessarily get the same kind of push. I feel like even Weathering With You did not get the same level of show times as this one is getting so and i think this was a huge hit in japan bell this was yeah this is a much bigger hit than i think weather i mean yeah it's more i think it's comparable to your name instead of weathering with you mm. that's fair <laughs> yeah even though i think weathering with you maybe may have been a better movie overall this one definitely i feel like made a bigger impact in terms of just you know kind of capturing you visually and Again, I can't say enough good things about that music. Again, I've been—it's been stuck in my head. I've been listening to it multiple times every day ever since I saw That's, it. So <laughs> it didn't do that to me. It's—it's. It's, I wanted to go back and rewatch it, and I have yet to. So, yeah, the music is certainly—it's just—it's so—it's. Uh, I don't know. It's so positive with this film. I can't. I don't know how. I'm not. I'm not making intellectual sense. I'm not saying better words. I just say like, go watch it. It's such a fantastic piece it's it's just it's a fantastic movie please go go watch it absolutely and if i, I we're, we're certainly i'll admit we're probably overhyping it but that's because we liked it for pit's sakes yeah and I, I i can definitely see someone walking out and being like this was crap yes but i think that that would be a reactionary response and if you really really took the time to reflect on the movie you'd realize that it's a pretty good movie that just is flawed narratively yeah, and being flawed narratively does not make something a bad movie by any means. It just means that it, if you're not fully sucked in, it won't be satisfying fully. Yeah. So that's clearly you were sucked in. So the narrative issues maybe just didn't matter as much because it was like, oh, I, I'm just really emotionally engaged. Me, there was a lot of just weird dubbing that kept me <laughs> kind of not fully into the story all the way through, and just weird jumps. And I was like, oh, where's where this coming from? And so by the time we got to the very emotional climax, I just wasn't all in to, to fully embrace it for what it was. But I was uh, completely engaged when she was doing her, like, song, her, like, plea to him with a million miles away. Yep. I was 
I mean, I'll, I'll say I was dusty-eyed a little bit in, in the theater. <laughs> yeah, some onions underneath you. Yeah, it was just when it kept going on to, yeah, all the sleuthing and then going to him. That's the stuff where I was like, okay, now we're into silly town. But <laughs> Don't expect a sequel. Yeah. Um, everybody who wants this is like, oh, I need to see a sequel. Um, you'll see another movie from this director, most likely. But there won't be a yeah. sequel. Um, very, very rarely, and I mean very, very rarely, do movies in Japan get sequels. Um, and I don't mean unless I'm not even just saying if they're in like a franchise or not. Just like it's, it's just so yeah. It's, it's no, it's just very different than it is over here. Like it's ideas first over there. Like if you got an idea, do it. That's why, yeah. There's sequel to the. Godzilla Earth Trilogy because there was well there was an idea there was there sequel Godzilla Trilogy yeah the Earth Trilogy yeah well I said Godzilla Earth excuse me not Earth Trilogy my bad uh, oh oh you mean the first movie yeah the first movie which would be well, the city on the edge <laughs> of battle well it was more it was never like let's make one movie and then try to sell it it was they were all produced at once yeah exactly more, as a, more of a series yeah exactly it was not quite the same but <laughs> But no, yeah, you definitely don't see a lot of these big anime movies, you know, the next year you see a sequel or two years later. Definitely not something you see a lot. Yeah, it's. I think it's mostly ideas uh, they'll have uh, that they'll kind of refit for like a new movie almost. Like they'll take a life of their own. I think that's one way I, 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 I could be wrong on that. That's, that's one way I interpret it. Yeah, and I like that the fact that the more sequel is we're going to uh, fund this director's next film and see what he does next. I prefer that mode. That's what they used to do. Oh, this movie made money? Uh, that kid who made the movie? Uh, give him some more money. See what he does next. See if he can get another hit out of him. Exactly. Instead of, oh, the property was a hit. Let's just keep milking it until it fails. <laughs> and then we'll put it on the shelf for 10 years and then bring it back. See what we, re we can recoup. It's like, goddamn. <laughs> I guess that's what uh, the uh, the money, money uh, people to things have a committee making a movie rather than oh, a filmmaker every movie nowadays and i mean there's probably movies in in japan that are committee but most films may okay sorry most mainstream films in america today are made by committee that's fair thank you ladies and gentlemen this is between for listening to this uh please go watch the movie and look for other films of this caliber if you like it always go to um, the source of what the directors made and any any animators as well because some animators uh, have been in other projects that you're just like I love this on all this animation absolutely definitely agree and definitely say hey go see this movie if you get the chance I don't think you'll regret it even if you don't fully love the movie I think you'll still walk away going like that was a pretty a really pretty movie and it's got some great um, sound design too not just in terms of music. So it's always nice to hear that on a cinema screen uh, speakers. And thanks, and I guess peace. Peace.